Thank you, Brother Brandon. Praise the Lord, everybody. Hallelujah. It's good to be in the house of the Lord on this great Lord's Day. Hallelujah. Praise God. Amen. And we're here to worship the Lord. Hallelujah. And nobody can worship the Lord like people who have the truth. Hallelujah. Thank God for these songs that we've been singing. Hallelujah. Amen. Let's just continue to worship the Lord as the abbots sing. Hallelujah. Praise God. And let's let the presence of the Lord come in here. That's what makes the difference. Hallelujah. Amen. We've just been down at uh, Branson uh, for some of their gospel singing down there. And uh, uh, some wonderful singing, beautiful songs and beautiful voices. Amen. But uh, the, the difference here today is that God's people are full of his spirit. Amen. And know how to worship the Lord. Hallelujah. We want to worship in the spirit today. Hallelujah. Praise God. Isn't God good? Hallelujah. Amen. God bless you. You may be seated. Turn the piano up uh, back there if you can. Hallelujah.
the mighty God is Jesus, the Prince of Peace is He. Let's stand and sing it. Praise the Lord. Amen. Sister Danae is going to sing a beautiful song. Amen. It's entitled, The Way of Love. You may be seated.
Praise the Lord. Amen. Let's stand together. Hallelujah. Hallelujah. I'm going to be reading today from the uh, book of Hebrews, chapter 1, verses 1 through 3. Hallelujah. Amen. I'm going to preach about this great revelation that God has given to us. If you don't have a revelation, you could get one this morning. Hallelujah. An understanding of who God is. Hallelujah. And that's the, uh, the beginning of salvation in our life is understanding who our Lord is. Hallelujah. Hebrews chapter 1 and uh, verses 1 through 3. Hallelujah. God, who at sundry times and in divers manners spake in time past unto the fathers by the prophets. Hallelujah. Verse 2. Yeah, there we go. Hath in these last days spoken unto us by his Son, whom he hath appointed heir of all things, by whom also he made the worlds. Three. Who being in the brightness of his glory and the expressed image of his person, and upholding all things by the word of his power, when he had by himself purged our sins, sat down on the right hand of the majesty on high. Hallelujah. This one who came to us was the brightness of his glory and the express image of his person. Hallelujah. Amen. I want to use the subject today, God's masterpiece. God's masterpiece. Thank you, Lord, for your blessings this morning. We thank you, Lord, for this church. We thank you for the truth. I pray that you will bless your people today. Lord, open up our hearts to the word of the Lord today. We thank you for it, Jesus. Hallelujah, hallelujah, hallelujah. Thank you, Lord. Thank you, Lord. Thank you, Lord. Thank you, Lord. Hallelujah. God bless you. You may be seated. This uh, text that we read today talks about how that God revealed himself in time past in different manners, in different ways, different times, by the prophets. He spoke by the prophets. But in these last days, he has spoken to us by his son. Amen. I believe that the incarnation, amen, is God's greatest expression of love. Hallelujah. Amen. And the masterpiece of all his revelation. Praise God. And so I want to preach today how God became a man. Praise God. And how he revealed himself that he might redeem us from our sins. Hallelujah. If you don't have the Holy Ghost yet in your life, you can have the Holy Ghost here today. And speak in other tongues just like they did on the day of Pentecost. Hallelujah. Amen. I like the song that says, I've got the Holy Ghost just like the Bible said. Hallelujah. I asked a young fellow one time, I said, do you have the Holy Ghost? And he said, yes, sir. And I, 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 I didn't really believe it. Uh, but so I, I asked him, I said, how did you get the Holy Ghost? And he said, well, the priest dipped his finger in the holy water and made the sign of the cross on my forehead. That's when I got the Holy Ghost. But I've got the Holy Ghost just like the Bible said. 
When I was eight years old, hallelujah, I remember the night, the Sunday night, that God spoke to my heart, and I walked back up to the front of the church kind of by myself and lifted my hands and began to weep and cry and, and praise the Lord, hallelujah, amen. And while I was worshiping him, amen, the Holy Ghost came on me, and I began to speak in a brand new language, amen, as the Spirit of God gave the utterance, just like the Bible said, hallelujah. I'm going to preach about masterpieces today. Masterpieces are uncommon. They don't happen all the time. I read a book one time uh, uh, about, it was called The Passionate Journey. And uh, it was about a famous artist by the name of John Noble who was known to paint masterpieces. Amen. People would pay a lot of money for his paintings. He had painted Into the Night. Uh, working on something that he hoped would be another masterpiece. And uh, he was very tired, and he finished up, and he collapsed into his little cot in his uh, upstairs attic studio. Amen. And he fell asleep. But when he woke up in the morning with a few hours of sleep and, and uh, a new fresh light coming in the window, amen, shining upon his painting, he saw its imperfections. And for a painting that probably somebody would have paid hundreds, maybe thousands of dollars for, uh, Mr. Noble reached in his pocket and pulled out his little pen knife, and he slashed that painting into pieces because it was not everything that he had hoped to present. Amen. He was wanting to give the world a masterpiece. Hallelujah. Amen. But I believe that one day the Lord God gave us a masterpiece. Hallelujah. He had revealed himself in many ways and many times in the Old Testament. But when the New Testament opened, it opened up, amen, with the story of Mary and Joseph. Amen. And a baby named Jesus who was the masterpiece of God. Hallelujah. Praise God. Amen. Amen. And, and Jesus himself said, Greater love hath no man than this, than that a man would lay down his life for his friends. Hallelujah. Thank you, Jesus. No greater love hath any man than this, or greater love hath no man than this, than that a man would lay down his life for his friends. Hallelujah. You feel that way today? Hallelujah. Thank you, Jesus. But there were problems in this plan of redemption. And if you'll hang in here and listen to what I'm saying, it's going to be an unfolding revelation of who Jesus is. Hallelujah. There, there were problems in the plan. Hallelujah. Because death was the consequence of sin. When God created this world, there was no sin and there was no death in this world. Amen. In fact, in the garden, uh, there was no death among humans, but also there was no death among the animals. And the animals did not kill each other and the animals did not seek to kill man. But it was a perfect environment. But evidently, the first animals that were killed, God killed them. Because Adam and Eve came parading out in their little uh, fig leaf costumes. Amen. And God said, that's not enough. Amen. And he was sitting in the Old Testament. Amen. The fact that without the shedding of blood, there is no remission of sins. Hallelujah. And so evidently God killed the first animals and he clothed Adam and Eve with the skins of animals. Amen. The difference is the shedding of blood. Hallelujah. Cain tried to offer up his sacrifice of fruits and vegetables, but God would not receive it. The difference is the shedding of blood. The consequence of sin is death. 
And God wanted us to understand that. So he made the penalty of sin, amen, the shedding of blood. Amen. The only remedy for sin would be the shedding of blood. So throughout the Old Testament, they offered up blood sacrifices unto God. Hallelujah. Amen. The price of redemption is blood. Hallelujah. But then it became known that a man must die. Hebrews 10 and 4 says the blood of bulls and goats is not enough. So even though there was a lot of bloodshed in the Old Testament, it could not truly take away sin. It only moved sin ahead for a while, pushed it ahead for a while. Amen. Because a man must die. And even that evil high priest by the name of Caiaphas prophesied and said, Don't you know that it's expedient for us that one man should die for this nation? He was talking about Jesus Christ. They had him already apprehended. That this man should die for the sins of this nation. But I'm telling you, he died not just for a nation, but he died for the sins of all of the world. Hallelujah. Praise God. So a, a, a man must die, but that man must be sinless. Now, that's a big problem because there was not a sinless man in this world. In fact, the Bible says in Isaiah 59 and 16, he saw that there was no man, and he wondered that there was no intercessor. God said, therefore, my own arm brought salvation unto me hallelujah because truly only god can save one man cannot save another man one sinner cannot lift up another sinner amen but that man must be sinless who dies for the sins of the world and only god was sinless but that's the biggest problem of all because god was not a man john 4 24 as you know says god is a spirit and they that worship him must worship him in spirit and in truth hallelujah and I want you to get that concept today one of the greatest points of confusion among people who don't know this truth they're seeing God as a man as a person as an individual amen they don't understand that God is a spirit he fills this whole universe Amen. He's here today in this place, and yet you cannot see him. Amen. Because God is a spirit. And so somehow that sinless God who is a spirit had to be translated into a man who could give his blood for us. Amen. And I grew up on uh, Dottie Rambo's music and always loved her stuff. She was a great songwriter and also a woman who had... A knowledge of this precious truth that we hold amen and when I was 16 years old I was listening to her album one day and, and uh, laying on the carpet in our living room as a, a teenage boy and spinning the big old LP record you know that some of you don't know anything about amen but I was listening to that record and a song came on that was more of a ballad than a song and the words of it really got to me, and I've, I've kept it and remembered it ever since. Amen. It goes this way. It's entitled, The Day God Cried. In an humble shack many years ago, before our Savior was born, a little old lady was praying to God. She said, God, my son is gone. He's lost. He's lost. He's lost. But then suddenly she stopped praying, and the tears dried from her eyes. She said, but God, how would you know? 
Your heart has never been broken, and God, you've never cried. Then God turned his face toward the earth, and he covered it with his hands. He said, I must go and redeem my people. I'll go in the form of a man. So he came to earth a stranger among his own people. He lived with man, grew to understand the ways and strife of man, for he was man. He grew to love his own creation, and when his dearest friend died, he knew the empty feeling of loneliness, and at Lazarus' tomb, God wept and cried. Then came the day in the garden, and Pilate's cold judgment hall. Then on the dark hill of Calvary, God wept and cried for them all. Amen. The day God cried. The day God quit being just an invisible force, an untouchable force, and God came into this world. Hallelujah. Amen. He said, I must go and redeem my people. I'll go in the form of a man. Hallelujah. Aren't you glad for that day? Hallelujah. Thank you, Jesus. Praise God. So God's solution was, I'm going to go into the world as a man. Amen. But the next problem was, will the world recognize him as who he is? Because if they only recognize him as a man, then he can only do man stuff. But if they recognize him as God, then he can do what God can do. Hallelujah. And so God was going to give, according to this text, some rough drafts, which I call them rough drafts. You know, when, when we did term papers in high school, you start out with collecting information on index cards, and then you begin your outline, and then you do what's called a rough draft. And you're not going to turn that into the teacher because it's, it's, you know, it's rough. Amen. But then you'll get to that final copy. And I think that's the way God was operating according to this text that I read to you. God, who at sundry times in a diver's manners, spake in time past unto the fathers by the prophets. Amen. But God was getting this world ready for the fact that someday he would come into this world as a man. Hallelujah. And then also there was a lot of excited talk. Amen. In the Old Testament times, speaking to the prophets, he told them about how he was coming. Let's talk about those rough drafts. Amen. One day, not just read this in preparation for the, the message on Thursday night, but on uh, one, one day, uh, Abraham had gone against uh, several enemy kings, four enemy kings that had uh, uh, captured and kidnapped Lot and his family and carried them off. And Abraham went and, and overcame them and, and beat them in battle. Amen. And he was on his way back when he came by this place called Salem or peace. And he met the king of Salem, the king of peace, out there in the plains. And this guy's name was Melchizedek. And the Bible said he had neither father nor mother, nor beginning or ending of days. That's an interesting man, isn't it? Hallelujah. Amen. And the Bible says that Melchizedek blessed Abraham, and Abraham paid tithes to Melchizedek. And the book of Hebrews tells us that the lesser Abraham paid tithes to the greater Melchizedek. And there was no man greater than Abraham in the days of Abraham. But God was revealing himself temporarily out there in that that place somewhere out there, the, 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 the place called Salem. 
One day, those men came walking up the road as I preached the other night. And there were three men that came walking up the road. Two of them went on to take care of the business of Sodom. But the angel of the Lord stood before Abraham, and Abraham bargained with him. Once again, God was revealing himself in a tangible form so that you could see that invisible force. Amen. In Abraham. Jacob one night went out, and he was very much afraid because his brother was coming with soldiers. And he began to pray, and a man appeared to him, and he began to wrestle with him. He didn't know who it was at first, but it dawned on him who it was. And he wrestled through the night with the angel. Amen. In the morning, he said, I have seen God face to face and have lived to tell it. Hallelujah. Again, it was another rough draft. And then God took out his pen knife and slashed it. And you won't see that particular rough draft again. And then old Nebuchadnezzar looked down into the fire and he said, didn't we throw three in there? He said, I see a fourth one, and he's like the Son of God. Hallelujah. Amen. Again, God was manifesting himself so that men could see him, just getting them ready for the fact that one day I'm coming into your world. Hallelujah. And I'm coming to stay for a while. Hallelujah. He was excited about what he was doing, so he told, amen, right in the beginning, he told Adam and Eve, he told Eve especially, and, and the serpent, he was actually talking to the serpent. He said, I'm going to put enmity between thee and the serpent, between thy seed and her seed, and it shall bruise thy head. Amen. But thou shalt bruise his heel. Hallelujah. God was saying there's coming one born of a woman. Amen. Who is going to bruise the head of the devil. Hallelujah. Amen. And then he said to Isaiah in four, uh, uh, 7 and 14, he said, Behold, a virgin shall conceive, and they shall call his name Emmanuel. Amen. Which being interpreted is God with us. Hallelujah. Praise God. He told Isaiah about the ministry. He said, Your God shall come with vengeance. Amen. The eyes of the blind shall be opened, the deaf ears unstopped, and the lame man shall leap as a heart. Hallelujah. Amen. He told, uh, he told Micah, the place. He said, it's not going to be Jerusalem, but it's going to be that little city of Bethlehem from which the one will come who has the scepter, the one who will rule over my people. Hallelujah. Amen. From Bethlehem. And then he told Daniel the time as it is now and it was then. If you take the time to study Daniel and to study Daniel 70 weeks, they could have known exactly when the Messiah would have been on the earth. Amen. Because God gave Daniel the timetable of when Messiah would come. Hallelujah. So he's coming. He's coming. Hallelujah. So this invisible God who doesn't have a body and doesn't have blood, he's a great spirit. But the precedent was already set in the Word of God that without the shedding of blood, there is no remission of sins. And that a man must die. And there was no man who could save the world through his death because all blood was polluted. But one day a baby was born who didn't have the blood of Adam in him because he had no earthly father. But his father was God himself, that great spirit, overshadowed the Virgin Mary, and that which was conceived in her, the Bible says, was a child of the Holy Ghost. 
That little baby out there in the manger, when he kicked those little toes out from under the blanket, that was God's toes. That was God's little fingers waving in the air, God's voice when that baby cried. Hallelujah. He was the, the answer. He was the remedy to the sin problem in this world. Hallelujah. So he grew up. Amen. Among us. Right here on this earth. Hallelujah. When he was 12 years old, amen, he, he shocked the doctors and the lawyers. Amen. They were so surprised at the wisdom coming from a 12-year-old boy. But then he went back home and subjected himself to his parents. But at 30 years of age, he left the carpenter shop. Amen. Made his way down the banks of the river till he got to where John the Baptist was. Amen. And John the Baptist, when he saw him, cried out, Behold the Lamb of God which taketh away the sins of the world. And they turned and looked, and there was a man standing there. Amen. A man who was a lamb to be the sacrifice for their sins. Hallelujah. And they began to follow after him. Hallelujah. What a day it was when he came into this world. Hallelujah. That man who was born was David's father. And David's son, hallelujah, according to Hebrews chapter 2, he was the seed of Abraham, and yet he was before Abraham, hallelujah, praise God, he was God with us, Matthew 1, 23, hallelujah, and then 2 Corinthians chapter uh, 5 and verse 19 says he was God in Christ, reconciling the world unto himself, God came into the form of a man to redeem us from our sin. Nobody else could save us. Your good works cannot save you. Your great name cannot save you. Your, your pocket full of money cannot save you. But there is one who can save you. Hallelujah. God made flesh. Jesus Christ has come into this world to save you. Hallelujah. 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 Thank you, Jesus. Thank you, Jesus. But the final test of a masterpiece is public acceptance. You can proclaim all day long, I've painted a masterpiece, but the real test is hang it up on the museum wall and see what the world thinks. But then on the other hand, if people never go to the museum, good chance they're not going to know. But I'll guarantee you, if you'll go to this museum and take a look at this masterpiece, it's going to say something to you. It's going to tell you something. You're going to feel something. You're going to be drawn, amen, to know him. Hallelujah. When he came into this world, the Pharisees said, Can any good thing come out of Nazareth? Why, we know him. We know his mother Mary. We have his brothers right here with us and all his sisters. He couldn't be anything special to us. Why all the fuss over this lowly carpenter, they said. What they didn't know is he was the carpenter of the universe. The Bible says by him all things were made. They were made by him and made for him. Hallelujah. But there was a group of people called his disciples, and they said, just in case we're going to follow him, 
we're going to stay with him. And so they stayed with him and they watched his works. Blind eyes were opened, deaf ears were unstopped. Lame people were healed. The gospel was preached. But I believe a very pivotal day was the day when Jesus was teaching in a certain house and it was crammed so full you couldn't get another person in there. And so some men brought a very sick man, sick of the palsy, the Bible says, and they opened up the roof right above where Jesus was speaking and they let this man down by ropes right in front of Jesus, that little space between him and the crowd. And Jesus, his pulpit wasn't quite this big. Jesus, <laughs> if it had been this big, he'd probably never known the guy was down there. He looked down and said, Son, thy sins be forgiven thee. Now, when he said that, the Pharisees nudged each other and said, This man is blaspheming. No man can forgive sins. Only God can forgive sins. And they were absolutely right. But on the other side of the room, the Bible doesn't say this, but I believe that his friends were poking one another and saying, did you hear that? Boys, we followed the right one. He not only can open up blind eyes and deaf ears and make lame people to walk, he just forgave that man's sins. Hallelujah. He just forgave somebody's sins. Hallelujah, hallelujah. And they were rejoicing. Hallelujah. Amen, amen, amen. Hallelujah. Just in case we're going to follow him. Hallelujah. John the Baptist said to his friends, Go and ask Jesus, Art thou he, or shall we look for another? So they came and they asked a question to Jesus, but he did not answer their question directly. He said, Just go tell John what you see and what you hear. And they followed Jesus, and they saw all the great works that he was doing. They came back to John and said, he, 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 wouldn't, he wouldn't answer the question, John, but everywhere he goes, he's healing blind eyes, opening deaf ears, touching lame people, and they're walking. And old John the Baptist, who spent all of his early life out in the wilderness studying the prophecies, I'm sure he locked in on Isaiah 35. Behold, your God shall come, and the eyes of the blind shall be opened, the deaf ears unstopped. Hallelujah. And Jesus' own disciples, they were still questioning about how Jesus fit into this whole scheme of things. And in chapter 8, or excuse me, chapter 14 of John, verse 8, let's put this up on the screen. Can we do that, brother? John chapter 14 and verse 8, and I'm going to read several verses there. Philip saith unto him, Lord, show us the Father. He's talking to Jesus, this one who came. Show us the Father, and it sufficeth us. Jesus saith unto him, Have I been so long time with you, and yet hast thou not known me, Philip? He that hath seen me hath seen the Father. And how sayest thou then, show us the Father? Hallelujah. Everybody that believes in three gods need to read that verse of Scripture. Believest thou not that I am in the Father, and the Father in me? The words that I speak unto you, I speak not of myself, but the Father that dwelleth in me, 
he doeth the works. Hallelujah. Praise God. He doeth the works. Praise God. Amen. And so Jesus said to them, He that hath seen me hath seen the Father. In another verse he said, And from henceforth ye know him and have seen him. First of all, you cannot see God. More than one verse of Scripture declares that in the Bible. John 1.18 for specifics. No man hath seen God at any time. But Jesus said, when you've seen me, then you have seen the Father. In fact, you've seen all you're ever going to see of the Father when you see Jesus Christ. When we get to heaven, there's only going to be one throne and one who sits on that throne. Hallelujah. And he is all in all. The mighty God of Jesus, the Prince of Peace is he. Hallelujah. Amen. And, and, and on and on the song goes, hallelujah. But when we find Jesus Christ, we find the fullness of the Godhead bodily. Hallelujah. He's all that we need. Let's stand together today. God's masterpiece. Thank you, Jesus. Thank you, Jesus. Thank you, Jesus. Hallelujah. I want us to come and pray around this altar today. But I'd also like for you to invite everyone you can to come with you today. Let's all come down around this altar. Amen. Visitors, if you're here, feel free to come and seek the Lord. Let Jesus come into your heart today. Hallelujah. Let's come and seek the Lord. Oh, how, how I love him. How I adore Thank you for this masterpiece of revelation. Hallelujah, hallelujah. to give you a new understanding of this revelation today, a new love for Jesus. Amen. Who is God come to us. Hallelujah. God manifest in the flesh. 
God in Christ reconciling the world unto himself. I love you, Jesus. I love you, Jesus. we lift our hands right now and thank God, amen, that we know who he is, this Lord who comes from glory, hallelujah, this God who came to redeem us. Thank you, Lord, for your precious blood. Thank you, Lord, for the precious blood you gave at Calvary. Hallelujah, I love you, Jesus. I love you, Jesus. I love you, Jesus. Glory to God. Glory to God. Jesus, we exalt you. Jesus, we lift you up. Hallelujah, you are worthy. Worthy, worthy, worthy.
so thankful for the revelation of the mighty God in Christ this morning. Hallelujah. There's only one God. Amen. The Bible said one Lord, one faith, one baptism. Hallelujah. Thankful for the revelation. Amen. Praise God. We sing about the only saving name this morning. And it came through him becoming flesh and the revelation of his name. Praise God. Thankful for his thankful for his love and his mercy and his grace this morning. Praise God. Praise God. If uh, Hallelujah. Thank you, Elder Abbott. Once again, thank you. Thank you, thank you. Today, let's let's find somebody. Bring them to church with us tonight. That way we can see some we can help pray somebody through to the Holy Ghost today. Amen. We've Hallelujah. We've got to see somebody filled with the Holy Ghost. Praise God. Praise God. Amen. Let's find somebody today. Bring them back with us tonight. Um, we will have discipleship class this afternoon, 3 o'clock. And uh, anyhow, I don't, I don't know of any other announcements between now and tonight. You're dismissed in Jesus' name. Thank you for your faithfulness to the house of God today. Amen.